Hello, and welcome to Atta Girls, a place where we share the experiences of women working and studying in the engineering industry. I'm Lauren, and today we will be talking with student engineer Emma Wong. Emma is a second year student at McGill University in the bioengineering program. Outside of class, she is the external committee member of BUS, the McGill Bioengineering Undergraduate Student Society, and the project committee lead for SEAM, Sustainability in Engineering at McGill. Through SEAM, Emma is currently combining her interests in sustainable engineering and design to lead an initiative to add more greenery to engineering buildings across the McGill campus. Welcome, Emma. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. So what inspired you to pursue engineering? Well, it's kind of an interesting story because at first I was definitely intending on going into sciences. Like both my parents are in science related fields. And so I kind of grew up people with people telling me like, oh, you'd be a great doctor, you'd be a great biologist. Like you have such a exciting future. And then when it really came down to it, when I was applying for universities in grade 12, I sort of like started thinking for myself. I realized I kind of had like this tunnel vision where I like only saw sciences. I, like, I didn't consider anything else. So I sort of wanted to like break out of that. And I found that bioengineering was like a perfect combination of like both life sciences plus like some completely new concepts that I hadn't thought about before. So it was like a really good choice for me. I think. Wow. Yeah, that, I think definitely like our parents have an impact uh, to a certain extent on, on what we perceive. So I think it's, it's really great that you were able to build on that. Now, can you give us a bit of insight into what you're studying? Yeah, so currently I am in second year bioengineering at McGill. So I'm actually a U1 and I was here last year as a U0 since I didn't do CIGEP. And um, by the end of the semester, I need to choose one of three streams of bioengineering that they give at McGill. And so the one I'm leaning towards is stream two which is kind of like biomolecular and cellular and tissue engineering. And so this is more like applying engineering methods to molecules, cells, and like tissue manipulation and modeling. And it has more applications in like pharmaceuticals and synthetic biology and biomanufacturing. So currently um, I'm kind of like in the more general bioengineering courses where I'm learning like the basics of thermodynamics and like electrical and optical systems. And then next year I'll be specializing a little bit more. Oh, that's so cool. And <laughs> how do you take the foundations into the application and the design? Like, is there, um, I don't know, is there yeah, any? There is. I can, give, I can give you an example. Um, so we take, uh, I believe it's like cell and molecular biology in our first year, which is bio 112. And so in this course, we learn a bit about like genetics and DNA and like translation and those things. And then currently in, in a course right now, it's called BN210, which is electrical and optical properties and biological systems. Now, recently we learned about sort of like manipulating 
you, you're introducing like genes into, for instance, a mouse, and then breeding this mouse into all tissues will express a certain gene. And this gene um, has a special property where it can be activated by an optical fiber that like propagates light into the mouse. And this can manip manipulate the mouse's like behavior using optics. So that's an example of using an engineering principle with biology to study like the behavior of the brain. Wow, that is that is really interesting. <laughs> wow, that, yeah, that's really cool. It's so, definitely uh, like one of the sorry oh, one okay. of the features of of um, bioengineering. I know like Elon Musk has this company called Neuralink where it's like trying to sync up your brain with like an electronic device. And that has like relations sort of to what we're learning right now. Wow. I, I don't know if that sounds like a little bit scary, but also it is. Like really no, cool for sure. It's a little scary. <laughs> so you talked about there are three streams. What are the other two streams? Yeah, the other two streams are um, one of them is like it's kind of like more mathematical and like computational bioengineering. Um, so this is kind of more computer-based, like quantifying and an analysis of like population dynamics in biomolecules, cells, tissues. And that's stream three. And stream one is sort of like biological materials and mechanics and sensing. So more integrating like electrical and physical properties uh, into like biological systems. So I think this one has more implications in like studying cancer and neurodegenerative disorders, as well as like the structure of biological materials and their uses. That was also, the stream one was one of the ones I was leaning towards before I got more interested in biomolecules. It all sounds so interesting. Bioengineering is so diverse, but can you find a way to define what bioengineering is as a whole? Yes, I can. When I saw this, when I, when people have asked me like what is bioengineering and honestly I could not tell them until I like took this course last year where they like gave us a definition of it and then finally like I was like oh, okay this is what I've been doing for the past year <laughs> but like to say the definition it's kind of like the integration of physical and like, chemical and mathematical sciences with engineering principles to study biology and medicine and behavior and like human health. It's a very research heavy field since it's a bit less established than other engineering departments like mechanical and computer. And so a lot of what we do is like advancing fundamental concepts and creating the knowledge and creating like the systems and designs. That really encapsulates everything. When comparing bioengineering to other disciplines like biomedical, how would it stand compared to the others? I guess biomedical would be um, some sort of subgroup or, or what? Yeah. yeah, bioengineering is basically like the umbrella term used to encompass both biomedical engineering and biological engineering. So I guess like the difference between the two is with biological engineering, it's really based off of the life sciences and engineering principles. So you're really getting into like the details um, of biomolecular systems from like molecules to larger organs. So it's like very, very detailed, like a lot of analysis. And I like a very small depth in depth scale, 
Whereas biomedical engineering is sort of more like integrating the concepts of engineering into medicine without sometimes without all like the in-depth knowledge of life sciences. So on bioengineering, what what do you think are some of the biggest challenges um, at the moment in this field? From what I've observed, which is like fairly limited since I'm in my second year, is sort of like the lack of prior knowledge, sort of like the lack of guidance. So there's just so much that we can explore. But I think this is also one of the things that we have as an advantage is that we can sort of like take the initiative to like create more and explore more. So like we are the ones sort of like setting up for future generations and stuff in engineering. Um, at McGill specifically, bioengineering is like the newest department. We we don't even have a common room. <laughs> like, oh. We're our status is like. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fine. We have good relations with the other departments, but yeah, we have no common room. It's a bit sad, but we are one of the fastest growing departments, and um, I think like the girl boy ratio is like pretty even. But yeah, for our courses, they're a bit less organized than other departments, I think, because a lot of the profs are researchers. And that doesn't always mean that they can communicate like what they want to teach. I guess. <laughs> they're all like geniuses. They're all so smart. But like not all of them are don't have that like prior experience with teaching students. So, yeah, wow. I think it's it's like a struggle is definitely the lack of guidance. Hmm wandering through the darkness like defining your own path of what of what bioengineering well I guess you got you got to be the change makers <laughs> yeah exactly cool. it's a good opportunity mm-hmm. what is your experience so far at McGill what made you decide to go to McGill versus other bioengineering programs or universities mm. yeah so I'm from like Vancouver Island in BC so like way west And I knew that I either wanted to stay in BC and maybe like go to UBC or like go as far away as I can, but still in Canada, (laughs) which ended up being McGill. Um, It wasn't more like bioengineering that drew me to McGill because I wasn't even sure like what I wanted to do when I applied. I applied to both sciences and engineering. So I like procrastinated my decision (laughs) until the last moment. I'm like, okay, I need to like choose what I want to do now. But um. I think it was a lot of, it was like the difference in sort of like culture and vibe in Montreal, because it's kind of a weird city where you're in Canada, but then you go walk in Oldport and suddenly you're sort of in like Europe. (laughs) So the city definitely drew me, um, as well as like the university itself. It's It's a good university. I've heard good things. The campus is beautiful. Uh, and my experience has been pretty good, I think, so far, despite, like, the current situation. Um, it's definitely more disorganized than I expected. <laughs> like, they were charging me international when I first started. Oh, my. <laughs> until I, like, sent them the proper documentation, and then then it was all good. But, yeah, it's been good so far. It's <laughs> good that they got that sorted. Yeah. Um, and is it, I guess, are most of your classes virtual now or are they back to in-person? 
Well, in my first year in U0, like everything was online, although I did have some physics labs on campus, which were pretty interesting. Uh, and then last fall, all my courses were online except two of them, uh, chemistry and um, calculus. And then this semester, everything is in person for me. Oh, that is good. Do you, you prefer in person as well? I do like in person. Um, however, like when you have an 830 and you live 20 minutes from campus and it's a blizzard outside, <laughs> well, it's like it definitely wakes you up. <laughs> Maybe not in like the most pleasant way, mm-hmm. but okay. I, I, I would prefer having everything in person than online for sure. But I did enjoy the hybrid system going on last fall. It's good that you were enjoying it. <laughs> At McGill, you're also part of SEAM and BUS. What are these organizations and can you tell us a little bit about them? Yeah, so SEAM is Sustainability and Engineering at McGill. And we're like an undergraduate council. We sort of like promote uh, the culture of sustainability and provide like resources for students to like learn more about sustainability and how to get involved and also like their opportunities in a sustainable industry. So uh, we do put on like networking sessions with representatives from companies that are sort of like sustainability oriented, like consulting and renewable energy. Um, We also have like some tours we've done, like industry tours. Recently we did, we organized a tour with this company called Aqua Verde in Montreal. And it's basically like a vertical farming business. Oh. That's so that was pretty fun. And my position is on the projects committee. I'm actually the only one on the projects committee. So I guess I am the projects committee. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I like organize the projects. I sort of like coordinate them a bit. Um, I help the other VPs when they do need help. Currently, we're doing this project where we're like designing a self-watering system for plants. Oh. We want to put plants across like all engineering buildings but we don't want to water them like every week if there are 30 plants. (laughs) So that, hence the system. Uh, And then BUS is Bioengineering Undergraduate Student Society, which is like our our departmental committee, like every engineering one does. And I was on the external committee, which helps the VP external like plan events and reach out to businesses to like coordinate events. But unfortunately, that committee was dissolved because there are like our VP external is a U1 like me. So it is her second year. And she was having a lot of I guess we were all having a lot of trouble, like organizing events because we we would start organizing them and then COVID regulations would change and then we would have to like cancel them. So just like this cycle that wasn't really working. So unfortunately, that committee was dissolved. But recently, I've been starting to get involved with biodesign, which is, yeah, it's a student group of undergraduates, and they do a lot of, like, design competitions, not just in Canada, I think around the world, too, where they sort of, like, design a system that addresses a certain problem, and it kind of, like, gives students more experience, like, lab experience in person without having to, like, actually work for a professor. Do you have any examples of some design problems that you did? 
I haven't yet joined Biodesign. I've applied <laughs> because okay, okay. they have recruitment going on right now. But I do have a design project I'm working on for one of my classes. It's like it's theoretical. We just have to apply the knowledge we've learned in class to like design something or improve a certain design. And our topic is with a group is um, breast cancer imaging using an optical system. That's so yes. cool. It's uh, we realized that like a common problem across a lot of these imaging systems for cancer detection is like the depth penetration without being invasive. Mm. And by invasive, it means like you're putting something into the body or you're like physically altering something. So what we're sort of leaning towards is using um, NIR light, which is like the optical wavelength to penetrate tissues and combining that with like a photoacoustic method which uses a, like a different wavelength to measure um, like a hemoglobin count. So like the oxygenated blood and the deoxygenated blood, which can kind of help you detect where the cancer is. Since in general, I believe like cancer cells have more action going on since they're sort of like out of control. But yeah, we've just started researching on that project. Wow, that is that sounds so interesting. Back to, to seeing, like, how do you integrate sustainability and bioengineering? This is like something more with um, definitely like synthetic biology and biomanufacturing. So I was talking to a professor earlier about a project she had this summer. I think it's like a decent example, but like a lot of drug production is like very expensive, not easily accessible um, and uses like certain equipment. So these drugs can actually be produced. You can alter the synthetic like metabolic pathways of certain organisms such as E. coli or yeast. You sort of like alter them and then you let them, you cultivate them and they can actually produce like the precursors to produce these drugs. Mm. So that could be like a sustainable alternative way for drug production. Also, a lot of bioengineers end up in consulting firms where they just <laughs> haven't looked into that much, but <laughs> they help, I guess, industries in like the renewable energy hmm. fields. Okay, I well, have not much to say on that one. But yeah, that's I do not exist. <laughs> oh, that is interesting how you can get living organisms to produce chemicals and, and substances. Yeah. Back to, to the projects that you've been designing. Can you take us through your process when um, like designing a project or a lab? But how do you go about that, that process? Yeah, I can sort of take you through our imaging one. So it's like the first design project I've done and that like my cohort this year has done. So first of all, like you're, you're assigned a topic and then ours was like fairly vague. It was just like design a cancer imaging system. So the first step in this process would be like looking into the background and like the current situation. So what are people using right now? And like, how does it work? Um, what are the effects? And then after you like identify the current situation, you need to look into like improvements that need to be made. So what is it lacking? Like, 
Are there any negative effects? Are there areas of improvement? And um, we determine that the areas of improvement are um, like the ability of these systems to detect like deep seated lesions for cancer. Um, I think generally a lot of imaging systems only go maybe like three centimeters or so. And like this can be an issue. And also they're a bit not, they're not very selective when it comes to like the density of the tissue. So if people have like denser tissues, then the light can't penetrate as deep or it's just less sensitive to detecting. So that was another issue we identified. And um, after that, currently the stage right now is looking into ways to like address these issues. So there's a lot of brainstorming. There's a lot of like reading different articles. There's a lot of research out there because um, these improvements like are realized for sure. And then after that, we need to design like a system that fixes or like compensates for these, these like what the system is lacking, I guess. And then after that, we need to find like our method and maybe a way to test the method. So like experiment, and then after that, an important part in the design projects is to sort of like consider the environmental effect of your design, the social effect, the accessibility of it, and um, as well as like further research that needs to be conducted. Because with a lot of these new systems, there's, it's going to be like a give or take. Like there's always areas of improvement. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. That sounds like a like a very methodical approach and yeah, definitely like a great way to build up, like a very effective design. So I'm looking forward to seeing hopefully like you guys like implement this. Oh my gosh, I don't think we'll be going that far. It's purely <laughs> theoretical, but maybe one day when I have a job. <laughs> On that note, where do you see yourself in the coming years? Um, in the coming years, I'm definitely looking to like explore my options as much as possible. So with, with bioengineering, your options are sort of academia, um, you can go into research or you can go into industry. And so uh, I was looking for like a lab position this summer with a prof. Uh, we're sort of like in communication, there's no guarantees, but I, do hope to work in a lab next semester, like while I'm doing courses. Um, I do want to also try an internship sometime within my undergraduate studies. I'm not so interested in academia, just because like five years of school and university is already like quite <laughs> a lot. I know generally programs are around four years. So we'll see how it goes with that. But I do have like a little bit of interest in medicine still, mm. for sure. But I just want to like explore research and explore industry before going into that. Wow, that sounds like that sounds like a lot of fun. And I wish you the best of luck wherever you go, wherever you um, like do your internships or research. Thank you. <laughs> what advice do you have um, for engineering, future engineering students or, or students who are interested in pursuing the field? I think you need to come in with sort of an open mind because 
there's going to be like parts of it that you like a lot and parts of it that you don't like a lot. Um, same with people. Girls are great. Boys are like, they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> I just in engineering, you know, there's like, there's a stereotype that we have. Um, but we're combating that right now. Okay. That's good. I'd say... Yeah, it's it's a difficult program for sure. And it's like you're going to be challenged a lot and you're going to run into like things that you think you can't do and it is okay that like you can't deal with everything cuz most of us in engineering are like struggling to some extent, but it's it's all part of the program. It's part of the process. So thank you for sharing that with us. And um, finally, how can our listeners reach out to you if they want to connect? I am open to DMs on Instagram. My Instagram is emma.wong underscore. Or I guess you can reach me by my McGill email, which is emma.wong at mail.mcgill.ca. <laughs> I'll put that in the show notes for listeners out there. So thank you so much, Emma, for speaking with us today. I know I learned a lot and um, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. So thank you very much. No worries. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening to Atta Girls and stay tuned for next week's episode. <laughs>